Welcome to church, everybody. Good morning. How's everybody doing? We are great to see you at church today. And um, did you know right now we got 46 people watching online through our, for our live stream? So we want to say hello to all you people watching online. Hope you tithed. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's a church joke. It's kind of offensive, but it's true. So it's okay, everybody. Right in the middle of our prayer series, prayer, 40 days of prayer, today is day 29. Hope you guys have been reading along with us, enjoying the prayers, invite you out to our 7.30 a.m. prayer meeting. I haven't been able, been able to make any of them, but you're all, because I got three kids. Jen always comes at like 7 in the morning for worship, and I got all three kids, and I just can't make it to the 7.30 a.m. prayer meeting, but it's open to you, and um, I hope to make one of them. Amen? Amen. And maybe you're, you're just like me. You're just like me. You wanted to be there, but you haven't been able to. Let's make next week our week, okay? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get there with you. Maybe Jen's not serving next week. Where is she? Are you serving next week? Next week? She doesn't know. She's checking the schedule. But I want to be there too. But I want to preach a message on prayer. And the title of my message today is, what to do when God doesn't answer your prayers. In 2019, I had some things that I was praying about. And I was praying about some of these things fairly almost every single day. I'm pretty consistent about getting up, reading my Bible, listening to worship music, and praying. And I got a a prayer list in my phone, and I had some prayers in my phone that I, I mean, religiously, you know, we don't like to to think about this as religion, but boy, I was was just religiously praying for some things all of 2019. And did you know, as I prayed for these specific things, the exact opposite happened of my prayers. God did not answer my prayer. As a matter of fact, it felt as if the exact opposite happened for what I was praying about. And there, then was, I sat down and I just began to say, Lord, what do you, what do I do when, when you have just clearly not only not answered my prayers, but I've clearly heard a, a big no from you. And these were good prayers. I thought that these were these were prayers. I thought, man, if there's ever a prayer to pray, this is a kind of prayer that God wants to answer. And I kept reading scriptures, trying to remind Jesus of his word. <laughs> like this, John 14, 13 through 14, it says, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And I said, God, I believe in your word. I believe in your word, and I read this to Jesus as well. First John 5, 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And boy, my prayers were not answered. And, but, but this is, I want to I share a story with you about what prayer is kind of like. It's a story of a man who was working his job, and he felt as if his boss was unhappy with him, and he could sense that he was going to get fired. 
And he was very concerned and, and worried, and he didn't exactly know what to do. It felt like every single time he would have a conversation with his boss, that it was a kind of a negative conversation. His boss felt like, he felt like his boss was short with him, and, and it just was like he wasn't getting on his good side, and he could sense the end coming. And so he was really nervous, and so he decided to um, pick up the phone and call his work and disguise his voice. So he called his boss, and he disguised his voice, and uh, he began to uh, tell his boss that, um, that he was looking for a job. And he began to, to describe his job perfectly to his boss. And then he began to tell his boss his resume, which fit the job perfectly. If ever there was a man for this job, it was the guy disguising his voice at the end of the phone. And then he said, and sir, I've also heard that you have been a little bit, you know, uh, frustrated with the man who currently holds this position. And I want to let you know that I can do a better job than him. And his boss stopped him and said, well, I'm going to have to stop you there because the man I have for that job is a great guy. And I love him. And I can't think of another person who could do it better than him. And the position isn't open. And it's not for you. I'm sorry, but thanks for calling. Well, the guy was so excited to hear that his boss was happy with him. He kind of broke character and said, it's me. It's me, boss. It's me. I was worried about our relationship and my job, but now I am so secure in, in knowing that you, are, you have favor on me and that I'm, I'm good to go with the position. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, you know, this is kind of what prayer is like. It's kind of, we, we come to God with these concerns, these worries, these stresses, and we're asking God, Lord, could you fix this? Could you fix that? And the whole time, God's just trying to minister to your heart. And he's just trying to say, son, daughter, I love you. I'm delighted in you. I'm proud of you. You don't have to carry this weight anymore. Come on, somebody. And I think sometimes we get a little confused exactly what prayer is all about. When, do, when in reality, prayer is more, more about you connecting with the Father's heart rather than seeking his hands so often, right? And if we could get that, we would understand a little bit that maybe our prayers should change just a little bit. Amen? And I think our challenge as people of faith in this room right now is to somehow synchronize our faith with God's schedule. Isn't that the challenge? You know, if I could see God's schedule, then I'd be ready to go, wouldn't you? I'm that kind of person. God, I want to serve you. I'm ready to fight for you. I'm ready to plow for you. God, I want to know what's your schedule for this next season of my life. Because if it's a sword, I'm picking up my sword. If it's a plow, I'm picking up my plow. If it's a shovel, then I'm digging in the dirt. If it's throwing seed, then I'm carrying a bag of seed. God, if it could just tell me, I would work for you. I would do it for you. If we could just synchronize our faith with God's schedule, that's the challenge for every single one of us in here. Amen? Mark chapter 4, verse 26 says, Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. You know, and when we pray, it's like throwing seed. And this is kind of what happens when we pray. We throw the seed out there, and I don't know if you're like, if you're like me, but I'm like this. I throw my seed out there, and I go like this. God, I hope this seed survives the soil. 
Does anybody else feel like that when you throw out the seed? Oh, Lord, I've been praying for my son and daughter for so long to come back to church. I hope when I throw out this seed, it lands on good soil. Does anybody else feel like that when you pray? That's a challenge, isn't it? You know, and the seed sprouts and the seed grows because of the work of the soil. And sometimes we want to carry the weight of not just throwing seed, but also making sure that the soil is good. But I don't think we've been called to make sure that another man's soil is how it should be, have we? I think we're called to make sure our soil is good first. Amen? And this is always a challenge with people of faith, isn't it? Can you feel the challenge in this room? So what to do when God doesn't answer your prayers? Number one, understand when we pray, God is doing something greater in us. You see, in 2019, I was praying for certain people, and I was praying for specific things for certain people, and I just kept praying, and I just kept praying, and I just kept praying, and I stopped to think, and I stopped to listen, and I stopped to understand that God might want to do something greater in me in this season than what the prayer that it is that I'm currently praying. And if we keep our ears and we keep our eyes open to God, we will hear the answer God is trying to give us. One of the amazing attributes of God is his ability to bless us as we pray for others. Amen? And many times as I pray, I hear God tell me what to do. And when I obey him, then I'm blessed. Let me read that again. Many times as I pray, I hear God tell me what to do. And when I obey him, I'm blessed. And I want to encourage you today that, that you've got prayers for other people. How many people have prayers for other people besides yourself? We do, don't we? Especially as we get older. We have kids, and we've got uh, f- friendships and parents and, and all this stuff. We pray for other people, don't we? But I want to tell you right now, God wants to talk to you. Amen? And that's understand. This is point number one. That understand this, that when we pray, God is doing something greater in us. Now, I want to read to you First John 5.14 again, and I want to point out to you the key part of this verse. Go ahead, throw it up there. It's going to be underlined. See, He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. I want to encourage you today that he hears you. And now listen, also, we must ask according to his will. Amen? Now, when you follow God's instructions, miracles will follow you. Now, I have prayed for people, just like you have, people who are lost, people who are not at church. I've prayed for them to come to church. I've prayed for them to get saved. And after praying a long time, I've heard God tell me to go after other people. And when I listen to him, peace enters my heart. When I listen to him, peace enters my heart. Now understand, at point number one, what, hap- what, what to do when God doesn't answer your prayer? Number one, understand that when we pray, God is doing something greater in you. He's doing something greater 
in us. Number two, number two, what do you do? You change your prayer to fit his will. Well, you know, and it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Well, Pastor Lucas, are you saying that it's not, it's not God's will for people to get to church and get saved? And I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all. But you, you see, God's timing is different than your timing. God's ways are higher than your ways. And he might not want to use you to lead that person in church. He might have somebody else in mind. Amen? And so you've been, you've been praying and praying and praying and praying and wasting your energy and wasting, you know, you've been praying and praying and getting frustrated and praying and then getting frustrated and wondering what's going on. And all the while, you're wasting your energy on something God's not asking you to carry. Amen? And, and you've got to change your prayer to fit his will. God sometimes wants to do something different than what you might be praying for, even if your prayer is good. Your prayer goes up to heaven, and I believe angels are rejoicing over your prayers, and they're wanting to answer your prayers. But listen, sometimes we've got to understand that it doesn't always happen when we want it to happen, does it? But it can happen at a different pace, in a different time, in a different way. And once you figure out what God wants to do, your prayer changes to his will. Amen? Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Look at this. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And sometimes when we pray, we're praying prayers from our heart, aren't we? We're kind of praying selfish prayers, aren't we? We're kind of praying prayers, things that we're concerned about, fearful over, uh, 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 worried about. We're, we're praying prayers that are stressing us out. We're trying to say, God, would you, would you take the stress from me? Would you take this weight from me? Lord, would you, if you just answered this prayer, boy, I tell you what, I could sleep better at night, and I could work better during the day, and I could be a better husband and a better father. Just answer this prayer, Lord. Come on, Lord. I just need you to answer this prayer in your heart, and your heart is pouring out, and your heart is pouring out, and your heart is pouring out, and all the while, you haven't connected with the Heart of, heart of your father. And you've got to understand that your heart, and the Bible says it, your heart, what you want, what you're trying to ask for, it says it's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But there can be great peace in your heart when you realize you're praying the Father's will and not your will. Amen? Look at Isaiah 55, verses 8 to 9. This is what God says to you and I today, he says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And you know what? If you can just say, God, I submit and I humble myself to whatever it is you're trying to do, peace comes into your heart rather than frustration. Doesn't it? What to do when God doesn't answer your prayers? I'll tell you number two again. Change your prayer to fit his will. And I believe that if you're frustrated with God, then what you're doing is you're putting yourself above God and saying, I know what's right, God, so do it. And if you don't, then I'm frustrated, right? But God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he is looking for humble children. Humble children, not prideful children. Amen? So change your prayer to fit his will. Number three, what to do when God doesn't answer your prayers? 
Number three, understand that God's timing is different than yours. You know, there's scriptures in the Bible that says, God hears your prayers before you even pray them. So God can answer your prayers before you even pray them. Has has that ever happened to anybody in here that you felt like God is answering prayers before you've even brought them out of your lips? I feel like God's done that for me plenty of times. You know, and then there's times when God will answer your prayers uh, immediately as soon as you pray them. Has anybody ever happened to you? You, you, you start praying for something and, and just boom, all of a sudden it's, it's answered, it's, it's solved. And you're like, wow, that was great. And then there's times. And this is where we get frustrated, huh? We're good with the prayer that's answered before we ever pray, aren't we? Woo, God's good. Woo, yeah. My God's awesome. And we're great with the prayer that's answered right away after it's prayed. But what about the prayer? That you've prayed for years. And God is, God is way up high saying, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Son, daughter, I hear that prayer, but connect with my heart for a moment. I'm trying to do something in you right now. I'm, 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 I'm doing something different than what you think is going on. You can get off that, that hamster wheel. You can get off of it. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. It's okay. Understand that my timing is different than yours. You know, when, when, when God doesn't answer your prayer in the time that you wanted, he's trying to do something different than what you want. So this is what you need to do. You just ask God, God, what are you trying to do? Oh, he wants to speak to you. He wants to tell you what, what he's trying to do. Sometimes you got to stop praying that prayer for a moment. And say, okay, God, wow, that was a fail. That was an interesting flop. What are you trying to do, God? What are you trying to do, God? See how that prayer is different? We come to God with a lot of requests, don't we? We're pretty selfish. We're pretty self-centered, aren't we? I am. Oh, Lord God, do these 1,000 things. Then, you know, then I'm going to be so happy. But God, what are you? God, wait, I'm going to stop for a second, God. God, what are you trying to do? Amen? You know, it takes faith to believe that the purpose is still working when the process is invisible. And here's here's the funny thing. When when God asked me to to go sowing and to to scatter some seed, I'm excited to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I like working, right? God, you want me to sow some seed? I'm going to preach. I'm going to pray. I'm going to witness. I'm going to lead. I'm going uh, to do whatever you want me to do. I'm sowing seed. I don't mind sowing. I don't mind working. I don't mind scattering seed. You know what? I, I don't mind reaping. I don't mind casting out the net and seeing salvation. I don't mind praying for people and seeing them filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't mind reaping, right? I don't mind sowing. And many of you are like that. Oh, I'll sow for Jesus. I'll work for Jesus. And you don't mind reaping, do you? But listen to this. I've always had a hard time waiting for that seed to spring up and bear fruit. And that's all of our challenge today. Amen? Because if I rally you to go out there and work with me and work with me and work with me, you'll do it. And I rally you to go out there and reap and reap and reap. You'll go on the mission field and you'll reap with me, won't you? But I invite you to get on your hands and knees and pray with me and wait with me. You'll look at me like, Pastor Luke, are you sure you're leading me in the right direction? Because this is, this is hard. This, is, this takes faith. I don't know. I have this kind of faith inside of me right now. Because we're praying, but 
I just don't see the seeds. There's seeds in the soil. It's invisible. It's, it's, what's it doing down in there? Is it going to spring up? Is it, is it going to bear fruit? This is the hard part for all of us in here today. Amen? But you got to know. You've got to know when you should let go and let God do his work. Amen? Because you can't, you can't add a single inch to your height by worrying and praying. I'm sorry. You can't do it. And sometimes that's our request for God. God, to grow. I want to grow an inch. 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 I'm praying. I got prayer journals written a million times. I want to grow an inch. And your God's up there going, son, let, let it go and let me work. Let me work. And this is, a, this is a word for all of us today, amen? We're all in the same boat when it comes to this. Number four, what to do when God doesn't answer your prayers? Number four, realize God answers prayers through obedience. About three years ago, I had some serious health issues. I was struggling with my health for about a year and a half. I finally decided to kind of swallow my fear a little bit and go to my family doctor. So she's doing all the exams, and it doesn't take her very long to find a lump where a lump shouldn't be on my body. And she says, "Uh uh-oh. You know, you don't want to hear the doctor say that, right? You know, she's uh, she's very concerned. She's like, I'm going to set you up with these specialists. And I'm like, what are they going to do to me? She didn't want to tell me. She's like, I don't know, you know, I don't She was like, I don't want to tell you because you might not want to go. That's kind of the kind of the specialist. You know, and I'm like, oh, please just tell me, just tell me, just tell me. I finally got her to, to describe to me these four different specialists and what they're going to do to me. And I, she ended her little speech and I said, you're right. I don't want to go. You know, you're right. I'm now really concerned, not only for my health, but for other things as well. I'm concerned. And I left that office, whoo, scared out of my mind. God, is this, you brought me this far? This is it for me? Boy, I was full of fear. I went home. I cried with my wife. I, had the, the, uh, I went to this uh, conference that weekend. I didn't want to go. But I go to the conference anyway. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm sitting in the conference. I'm listening to. Uh, I'm in a breakout session. And God speaks to me in the breakout session. And he says, if you run at this, I will heal you as you go. Oh, yeah, amen for you. It feels like a great amen, doesn't it? Oh, the Lord has given me a way out. Oh my gosh, I've got to experience the pain, the torture, the embarrassment. I've got to go through the storm in order to come out healed on the other side, you see. But if I just obey, I'm healed. So I I, I get that word from the Lord. I tell my wife, and my wife's very practical. Well, that, well that, that's it. You've got to go. You've got to go right now. We're, we call, we, I have to call and make the appointments. That's the most stressful part, isn't it? You call to set up your own torture. Yeah, I'd, um, and you pay for it, right? It's a, weird, it's a weird thing. But I call and I make all the appointments. And sure enough, as I went, I was healed. Now, now listen, though. Realize God answers prayers through obedience. If you're praying for peace, you're never going to get peace when you're living in disobedience to God. 
And some of you are praying for peace so hard. And God is telling you to confess some sins, to get rid of some addictions, and to stop living in sin. And you keep telling him no. You're never, ever, ever going to get that prayer answered. I'm so sorry. But when you obey God, prayers are answered. You've got to go through your storm. You've got to go through your embarrassment. You've got to be willing to let other people know about your stuff that you've been hiding for a long time. You're never going to get your peace unless you do what God's telling you to do. Amen? God will provide when you follow his instructions. And God's telling all of us to do all the same stuff. But we all think we're all alone in it, aren't we? Don't we? Oh, I can't confess that to my wife. She gets so mad at me, she'll never, ever let me live it down. Every single man has said that in here. Every single man has said that in here. And you're hiding it. And you're concealing it. And it's ruining your relationship with your wife. It's ruining your relationship with God. It's ruining all all your relationships because this is what you're carrying around that God's telling you to, to confess. You see, when you follow God's instructions, miracles follow you. We're all in the same boat. You know, one of the more frustrating things to me is when I'm driving somewhere and the person in the passenger seat is giving me instructions from the phone. They're clearly written out. Um, and But the person in the passenger seat decides that they know better than the phone and so they don't follow the phone, but they say, you know, go straight, you know, and they second guess the phone. And then at the end of the hour long drive, you're not at your destination because the person in the passenger seat didn't read the instructions properly. This is kind of what I'm talking about. Can you, can you put this, this image? So this is all you got to do. You read the instructions, start on North Hickory Ridge Road, turn left. That's all you got to say, and I'll do it. But they look at the phone, and they look at where that little arrow is pointing, and they're like, this, I don't know. This seems wrong. I don't know why they do this. Does anybody else... (laughs) Does anybody else feel the, 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 pre- the pain where you're like, just tell me what the phone says, but we're pointing, um, we're pointing weirdly. I think you should turn right. See, doesn't it look like at first I should turn right because of the way the arrow is pointing, which is my car? Doesn't it look like that? So they say, Can, just turn right because I want to get you going on the first blue line, right? But that's the parking lot of church. This is the church building you're seeing. And they say, they say, turn right. And so you get confused and they get confused when, when all you got to do is just read me the instructions and I will obey. I'm a humble driver. Just tell me, please. Now, this is 
This is what God is like with us. I've given you my word. I've given you my instructions. I've spoken to you what to do. Just obey me. Just obey me. Just follow me. Amen. Last one. Last one. Understand one of the most faith-filled prayers to pray is a prayer that other people will obey God. I believe this is the most faith-filled prayer that you can pray is for other people to obey God. Because you're never in charge of the soil, are you? you? You can't turn their heart toward God. The seed sprouts and grows because of the work of the soil. There's a story, true story, of a prospector going out to find gold, and he was told of some gold that was across the desert. And it was a five-day walk across the desert, and he couldn't physically carry enough water to make the journey. But he was told at the halfway mark, at two-and-a-half-day mark, there is a well where you can get water from. So all you need to do is carry enough water for two and a half days. But when you find the well, you can refill your water supply so that you can finish the five-day journey. And so the prospector believed the story, was able to carry enough water for two and a half days, and started on his journey across the desert. And at the two-and-a-half-day mark, he not only ran out of water, but he also found the well. And he was happy to know that the instructions were correct. And so he approaches the well, and he starts to pump the well, and it's burping, and it's sputtering, but nothing is coming out. And he's wondering, what is going on? And all of a sudden, he sees a sign. And this is exactly what the sign says. In order for this well to work, the pump has to be primed. And if you'll dig down, you'll find a jug of water. Pour the water down the well to prime the pump, and you'll have all the water you'll need. Remember to fill the jug before you leave. So he digs down in the sand, and he finds a jug of water. But now he has to trust and believe that if he empties out this water jug down the well, that it will prime the pump. Or he can take the jug of water that he's just found, hopefully, maybe, who knows, could possibly finish out the trip with this one jug of water and then really mess up the person coming up behind them. Because he's taken the jug of water that primes the pump. He decides to obey the sign. He pours out the last drop of water out of that jug down the well. And then begins to pump. And sure enough, just like the instructions said, water begins to pour out 
of the pump and he fills up every single water jug that he has on his horse and buggy. And then he fills the leftover water jug, buries it in the sand and continues on his journey with enough water to make it across the desert. And you know what? God is looking for us to pour everything out and to trust him. Amen? You cannot make it through life on the jug of water that you've been drinking out of. It's time to pour it out and then receive from a well that never runs dry. Amen? And here's the truth. Some of your prayers will never get answered because you are holding back from what you know God is asking you to do. But here's also the truth. Some of your prayers will get answered because you will do exactly what God is asking you to do. Amen? I want to finish with this final story. We were at our men's breakfast yesterday, and we had, were going through our lesson, we had worshipped, we, we've ate great food, and we're just, we went through our lesson, and Pastor Tim just wants to hear some testimonies from some men. And I got permission from Al Monte to share his story with you guys. And so I want to share his story with you, because he begins to talk about how for, for a long time, God was asking him to do a few simple things in his life, but he'd been putting it off. And these were the very few simple things that God was asking him to do. God was telling him, Al, I just want you to, to get up in the morning and every day read your Bible and pray. Al, I, I, need, I want you to clean out your garage. Because every single time you work in your garage, you get upset because you can't find tools and you're always tripping over stuff. And Al, I need you to get your business's books in order because it's something that stresses you out you lay your head down at night. You're concerned. You're worried. You're always concerned that you're a little off on your numbers. I need you to sit down. I want you to get your books in order. And he shared this with us. And he said in December, he decided to commit and do those few things that God was asking him to do. And he said, and you know what, men? I did them. It took me some time. And I got to stay on top of things. I can't just throw a tool on the floor anymore. I'm going to put it back where it belongs. You know, at the end of the week, I got to take a little bit of time and I got to figure out the books. Every morning, I have to consistently get up. I got to read my Bible. I got to pray. But you know what, men? I have felt a peace deep down in my soul that I haven't felt in a long time. That's interesting that God would just ask you to do a few things like that, isn't it? But sometimes we just refuse to obey what the sign says to do. And when we refuse to obey, we never receive the peace and the joy of walking with the Lord that we should be experiencing. Now, his story is your story. It's my story. When my kids are being rebellious and running around and controlling the house, I hear the Lord whisper to me, you get those kids in order. You get control of your house. Because Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's something you and your wife always wanted to do. Yes, Lord, I'm going to get up off the couch. I'm going to start addressing issues. These are things that the Lord is telling us to do. But you put them off. Your prayers aren't getting answered. Your peace isn't coming. Your joy isn't there. 
All you got to do is follow God's instructions and miracles follow you. It's as easy as that. What is God telling you to do today? What is God telling you to do today? What kind of truths is God asking you to tell somebody? What kind of things is God asking you to do? You need to, you need to just do them to find the peace and the joy that you've always longed to feel deep down inside your heart. You need to do them. What to do when God doesn't answer your prayers? Well, I've, I've, I've gone through a little bit of my journey, 2019 into the 2020, and I believe that it's not only my journey, but it's your journey as well. That, that my prayers are similar to your prayers and my issues are very similar to, to your issues and, and you're, the person you're sitting, next, you're sitting next to is the exact same issues that you're facing. We're all facing the same issues but acting like it's a big deal and that it's a big thing and if I say it out loud, I don't know, I don't know if, if people are going to think I'm weird and it's, it's, it's not going to turn out the way I want and you, you've got to follow the, the voice of God, the instructions of God, you got to do what God's telling you to do. Amen? Come on, somebody. We got to do it. We got to do it. Let's, let's pray. Let's bow our heads and pray. You know, I wonder if there's anybody here today who know, you know that you got to get your heart right with God. Today is the, is the day for you. Today is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Boy, if you give your life to the Lord today, you will rejoice and be glad in today. Amen. And I wonder if there's anybody here this morning to say, Pastor Luke, pray for me. I've got to get my heart right with God. I've been living in sin. I've been living with pride. I have been trying to do it on my own. I have been ignoring God and I've been ignoring God for so long. I almost can barely hear his voice anymore. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. I want to come back. I want to come to the Lord today. If that's you today, I want to pray for you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, could you please lift your hand and say, Pastor Lucas, would you lead me to the Lord? Would you lead me in a simple prayer? Would you lead me to the Lord today? Anybody in this place, raise your hand and say, that's me. Anybody in this place, say, raise your hand, that's me. Well, Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this day. It truly is the day that you have made. Lord God, I thank you for a church full of people who are, who are, who are ready to obey ready to follow God's instructions so that miracles follow them. Thank you, Jesus, for life, for breath, for the sun shining today. Thank you, Lord, for the air to breathe. Thank you, God, that I made it to church in my car. Thank you, Lord, for my children. Thank you for my beautiful wife. Lord God, today we're thankful for the little things because we don't deserve them, but yet you give them freely. You give them freely, Lord God. Thank you so much. In your name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Purchase your Comedy of Love tickets, only $5 a person. Text those invites. Men, next week, we got Man Up tickets go on sale. It's going to be an awesome conference for the men. You're officially dismissed. Have a great day, everybody. I love you so much. See you next week.